is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin here, our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Welcome, welcome. A lot going on out there, and most of it not good. If you want to see really good things going on, honestly, look inside your own heart and soul. Look inside your own life and your family. We will have not complete control, obviously, but more control. If you want to be down and out, you look at the government. There is an endless effort, a relentless effort, to interfere in your life, to tell you what you can and cannot do, to ban things, to compel things. We've really never, ever seen anything like this in our country. Never. And uh, when I look at Mr. Dorm, who did a hell of a job testifying today, and yet I look at the Democrats, and we'll get into this. A friend of mine said to me today, the Democrats don't want to hear what he has to say. No, of course not, because they were part of the plot to get Trump. And he exposed it, and he exposed them. Whistleblowers. The only good whistleblower is a whistleblower that can be used to get a Republican. Otherwise, their livelihoods are threatened. They're even threatened with jail when it comes to the Democrats. The Democrats, Joe Biden in particular, speaks more fondly of illegal immigrants who've just entered the country than he does of American citizens, first, second, third, fourth, fifth generation. Think about that. The Democrat Party and Biden, they are more in love with the Paris Climate Accords than they are with the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. Why is that? I think we know why. And the list goes on. Where's the worst crime in America? In Democrat cities. 
who are the worst judges in America? The Democrat judges. Who are the most partisan, worst prosecutors in America? The Democrat prosecutors. Which party is it that's massively expanding government? Spending money they don't have. Imposing impossible debt on generations yet born. I think that's the Democrat Party. And when you look at today's news, today's events that are going on, as we talked about yesterday, Hunter Biden getting a pass. Why? Democrats. Former President Trump, indictment, arrest, attempts to put him in prison, Democrats. It's unbelievable. People aren't safe in the cities because of the war on the cops, Democrats. I want to thank those of you who went over to Amazon and ordered your early copies, your pre-ordered copies of The Democrat Party Hates America. Since then, I've gotten requests. I've kept track of this, Mr. Producer, about 112 free books, including from program directors who just think I I can just send out books willy-nilly. First of all, the books aren't available for three months. Secondly, the publisher can't possibly meet all those demands, and certainly I can't. Uh, And uh, (laughs) it's really unbelievable. But I thought it was important to do this project. And I told you yesterday, we've been getting a lot of inquiries, and I want to thank you. And I'm certainly not going to spend all day on it. But I open it up this way. The Democrat Party and authoritarianism is the first chapter. This book is not intended to be provocative. But in the Democrat Party-centric parts of our society, it undoubtedly will be. That said, it's not written for Democrat Party officials, politicians, media, sycophants, activists, and surrogates. It's written for those patriotic Americans who fear for our country and its future. America's unraveling. Our founding and history are under assault. Our families and faiths are being degraded. Individualism has been substituted for groupism. Colorblindness is now said to be racist. Capitalism and prosperity are being devoured by economic socialism and climate change fanaticism. Classrooms have become indoctrination mills for racism, segregation, bigotry, and sexual perversion. And teachers' unions are hostile to parental involvement in critical decisions about the health and welfare of their children. In America, free speech and academic freedom are shrinking, and the police state is growing, as is monitoring and spying on citizens. The government is banning and regulating more and more household products, from incandescent light bulbs to dishwashers, while creating shortages and driving up costs of others. Crime is out of control in our streets, public transportation, and schools while police budgets are slashed and many prosecutors and judges coddle violent criminals. Our borders are wide open to millions of foreigners who seek entry into the country, 
as drug and criminal cartels ship killer drugs into our country by the tons and brutalize migrants by using them as indentured servants and sex slaves. And the list goes on. The Democrat Party is responsible for most of this and much more. It seeks to permanently control our governmental institutions, just as it dominates our cultural entities. From the media to academia, entertainment to science, it seeks to delegitimize and eviscerate the Constitution, including the Bill of Rights, the Electoral College, the Supreme Court, separation of powers, etc., which obstructs its ideological designs. It abuses the rule of law by targeting its political opponents for harassment, investigation, prosecution, and even imprisonment. On October 30, 2008, when Barack Obama shouted to a crowd that we are five days away from fundamentally transforming the United States of America, he was not kidding. On May 14, 2008, when Michelle Obama pronounced that we're going to have to change our conversation. We're going to have to change our traditions, our history. We're going to have to move into a different place as a nation. She meant it. The Obamas are not alone among Democrat Party apparatchiks and their contempt for this country. In fact, it is the rare top Democrat Party politician who regularly praises America and is sincere about it. They mostly trash talk the country, smear millions of its people, the examples are too numerous to catalog here, but it is a party that is built on the demands and propaganda of revolutionaries, demagogues, and malcontents, and has a horrifying history of supporting the most contemptible causes, including slavery, segregation, the Ku Klux Klan, even lynchings. Indeed, almost from the start, the Democrat Party rejected the principles and values of the American experiment, and today it is the home of another anti-American movement, American Marxism, with its various ideological appendages. The Democrat Party ruling class, elites and activists, are united in this revolution. As the title of this book declares, the Democrat Party hates America. Indeed, if you want to fundamentally transform something, you clearly do not love it or even like it. As I've explained on my radio show many times, if someone says, I wish I could fundamentally transform my spouse. If someone says, then you obviously don't love or like your spouse. But what, if you, but what if you do not want to fundamentally transform America and you love our country? Then it's important to speak the truth about those who seek to impose their will on the rest of us. When dealing with such a dire threat to our freedom, society, and way of life. We cannot dodge our responsibilities as citizens, especially in my case, when I have such, a lar- such large platforms to push back. It can be difficult and unpleasant to speak out and write a book such as this, given the predictable outrage and anger that will surely result from numerous individuals and quarters. Nonetheless, the time is late and the cause is too important to self-censor. So let us step back and examine what is taking place in the central role of the Democrat Party. Now, I'm not going to sit here and read all 92 to 93,000 words. 
But those are the first handful of paragraphs that lead into the rest of that chapter. The Democrat Party and authoritarianism. The other chapters, that's chapter one. Chapter two is anti-black racism and anti-Semitism. Chapter three is anti-white racism and anti-Semitism. Chapter four is language and thought control. Chapter five is war on the American citizen. Chapter six, war on the nuclear family. Chapter seven, war on the Constitution. And chapter eight, Stalin would be proud. And there's the closing chapter, the epilogue. I hope you'll take a moment. Because this book is written for you. It's written for this audience specifically. You. My radio and TV audience. But Mark, but Mark, we already know these things. There's a lot of things in this book I doubt you do, but that's okay. Then be preachers. Then proselytize. Spread the word. Use the book. You're the new colonists. I want you to think back toward a time when this country was facing annihilation from the British crown. I want you to remember what I've told you before. That one-third of the people in this country at the time, one-third of the colonists, and no more, supported self-government. Supported representative government. Supported independence. I want you to remember that one-third opposed them. And supported the crown. In New England, too. But in one colony against another. Some of the colonies were perfectly happy selling cotton to the British crown. They wanted nothing to do with what was going on in Boston and Philadelphia. And one state in particular, half of those who fought in the Revolutionary War fought for the crown against their fellow colonists. About a third of the colonists who were, in fact, affected by the Revolutionary War took no side. Two-thirds, therefore, were either against the Revolution or took no side. There are tens of millions of us, America, Tens of millions of us who need to support each other. I don't have all the answers. If I had all the answers, I wouldn't be in this business. I'd be a preacher or something else. But I don't have all the answers. But I do have a lot. A lot to offer you from history and economics from philosophy a lot 
And the Democrat Party today is the greatest enemy we face in this country. The greatest enemy we face in this country. And I'll take all the sling and arrows, but I want you, the army of Levinites, to stand with me. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. If we've learned anything over the past two years, it's that unexpected things can happen. For example, average IRA and 401k balances fell 20% last year, according to Fidelity. We didn't expect that. But here's something that could help if you have an IRA or 401k. Physical gold in your IRA. The World Gold Council says even central banks are buying tons of gold. Now what does that tell you? Learn why many Americans are turning to a gold IRA with Augusta Precious Metals. They're the best. I recommend them to my friends and family. You should call Augusta and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Feels good to know there's another savings option. Diversity is the key. Call Augusta Precious Metals at 8774-GOLD-IRA. That's 8774-GOLD-IRA. 8774-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. The government is destroying the children of the country, absolutely obliterating them. It is brainwashing them to be racists or to self-hate. It's brainwashing them to be failures. Brainwashing them to be little economic socialists and Marxists against capitalism. It is brainwashing them to be failures. One of the great schools, high schools in America in Northern Virginia, purposely withheld National Merit Scholarship Award information from young people who succeeded beyond other young people, kept the information from them and their parents so they couldn't use it to apply to colleges and universities. Do you want to know why? Too many of them were Asians and Jews. This is your government. School systems. Now, I want to pursue this because now we have low test scores, record test scores across America. I'll be right back. If we've learned anything over the past two years, it's that unexpected things can happen. For example, average IRA and 401k balances fell 20% last year, according to Fidelity. We didn't expect that. But here's something that could help if you have an IRA or 401k. Physical gold in your IRA. The World Gold Council says even central banks are buying tons of gold. Now, what does that tell you? Learn why many Americans are turning to a gold IRA with Augusta Precious Metals. They're the best. I recommend them to my friends and family. You should call Augusta and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Feels good to know there's another savings option. Diversity is the key. Call Augusta Precious Metals at 8774-GOLD-IRA. That's 8774-GOLD-IRA. 8774-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. 
Mark Levin, the great one. The great one, Mark Levin. Dial in now, 877-381-3811. Something that has always been important to me, kind of in my DNA, is education. When I was 19 years old, I ran for the local school board in Cheltenham Township, Pennsylvania, a mile outside of Philadelphia. Back then, it was Republican. Today, it's all Democrat. And I ran on getting back the basics. And I was still in law school. And I won. And at that time, I was the youngest person ever elected to a school board in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. And I was quite the pistol, I think I am today, in that uh, I always took on the teachers' union, the local education association affiliate of the NEA. And we had these brutal fights, and we had nine members on the school board. The votes were typically seven to two. President of the school board was an old man. He was 27. <laughs> Actually, it was my buddy, Bob Selick. And we were very much of like mind. Seven to two, seven to two. Every now and then, eight to one, but mostly seven to two. Well, long story short, I eventually became president of Landmark Legal Foundation. Now, this is a foundation. I can't take the credit for this, but this is a foundation, a fantastic foundation, that took on the issue of school choice before you ever heard of school choice. We represented a woman called Polly Williams. She was a state delegate out of Milwaukee, the poorest area of Milwaukee, black woman, obviously. And she supported school choice, as did the governor, Tommy Thompson. But we represented her and others, several families, because the National Education Association, the Wisconsin Education Association, its Milwaukee affiliate, And phony civil rights groups all opposed school choice. There we are facing groups like the NAACP and so forth. This litigation was arduous. It was complicated. There were two constitutions we were dealing with. The state constitution and the federal constitution. We were in the Wisconsin Supreme Court at least twice. And we won there. As were other groups. We went to the U.S. Supreme Court at least twice. We eventually won there. This whole debate about school choice and options for kids would not be possible but for the victories. The long-fought, difficult victories by Landmark Legal Foundation and a few other groups. We wouldn't be talking about school choice today or charter schools or any of it. The idea was first brought to us at Landmark Legal Foundation by a man you may have heard of, Milton Freeman. Milton Freeman was his idea. Remember the first time I met Milton Freeman? I didn't know him well, obviously. The first time I met him, I bumped into him at a seminar. I've always hated seminars, but I bumped into him at a seminar. I introduced myself... I wasn't a guy on TV and radio at the time. I was much younger. 
And you said, where are you, uh, where are you working? I said, I'm working at Landmark Legal Foundation. He said, wonderful. He starts while well, he went and turns around. And he says, wait a minute. You're the school choice law firm. I said, yes, we are, sir. And we had a wonderful chat. He was a wonderful, wonderful man. Just so easy to talk to. So what I'm going to read to you right now demonstrates what I mean about the Democrat Party and government. In the last 24 months, the Democrat Party, maybe 30 months, has absolutely obliterated our educational system. Their surrogates, the teacher union bosses, Randy Weingarten, and whatever crackpot heads the NEA, they've destroyed public education. They have destroyed the classroom. They have destroyed the faith of parents in the school system for good reason. And they double, triple, quadruple down because they figure, what the hell are you going to do about it? And the consequences are grave and severe. Here's a piece in the New York Slimes by Dana Goldstein. I'd say, wow, the New York Slimes. Actually, it's in many, many media outlets, but I choose to read it from here just to make the point. This is also the corporation that's backing the 1619 Project. This is also the corporation that backs everything Democrat. Then they think they can cover their ass with an article like this. Well, it doesn't work. Not here. The math and reading performance of 13-year-olds in the United States has now hit the lowest level in decades. According to test scores released today from the National Assessment of Educational Progress, the gold standard federal examination. The last time math performance was this low for 13-year-olds was in the ni- was in 1990. In reading 2004. These are 13-year-olds. Performance has fallen significantly since the 2019-2020 school year when the coronavirus pandemic wrought havoc on the nation's education system. I'm just reading what you wrote. They wrote. But the downward trends reported today began years before the health crisis, raising questions about a decade of disappointing results for American students. Federal standardized test, known as the NAEP, was given last fall and focused on basic skills. The 13-year-old scored an average of 256 out of 500 in reading, 271 out of 500 in math, down from average scores of 260 in reading and 280 in math three years ago. Achievement declined across lines of race, class, geography. But in math especially, vulnerable children, including black, Native American, and low-income students, experienced bigger drops. Large body research shows that most American children experience academic struggles during the pandemic. It has also been clear that low-income students of color were most heavily affected by school closures and remote learning, which in some districts lasted more than a year. 
Who runs those schools, Mr. Bidusa? Which party? That's right, Democrat. The latest test results are the federal government's final major release of data on pandemic learning loss. Did they not say two paragraphs before that this started well before the pandemic 10 years ago? Yes, they did. The scores add to educators' understanding of the challenges that lie ahead for children of different ages and demographic groups. All right, then they they get into their classic Marxist pablum. They don't teach math anymore, like math. They don't teach reading anymore, like reading. They don't teach English anymore, like English. They don't teach history anymore, like history. So much of what goes on in these classrooms and in these school districts is superfluous. So much of what goes on in these schoolrooms and these classrooms is Democrat Party propaganda. So many of the people teaching our children are unqualified. They get tenure out after one or two years. The schools have been nationalized by the Democrat Party. The unions run the classrooms. They control the textbooks, the seminars, the training sessions, the faculty lounge. They control the school libraries. And if a parent's group dares to speak up, they're on the FBI hit list. You dare not challenge this monopoly. You dare not challenge it. Obama sent his kids to private school. He refused to support Poor black kids going to private school. Biden went to a private Catholic school. So did both of his boys. He opposes school choice. Buttigieg went to a private school. He opposes school choice. Elizabeth Warren went to private school. She opposes school choice. And they talk about the kids. We need another government program. We need to redistribute more wealth. We need to raise more taxes. And anybody who disagrees with them, obviously, is against education. The education scores are going down and down and down. The more powerful the Department of Education becomes. The education scores are going down and down and down. The more control the Democrats have of the classroom. Like everything else they touch, it turns into crap. And now, now they want to control your children's minds, not just fail at teaching them. And they don't want them to get out of that classroom. We cannot have options, challenges, choice. We need indoctrination into the Democrat Party and all of its screwy Marxist agenda. You have a tomboy in third or fourth grade, a little girl that likes to play with the boys. 
Raises his eyebrows now. Well, maybe she's more boy than girl. Let me go interview her. Send her down the hall to the school psychologist. And do not tell her parents, who obviously are reprobates who will object. We, the educational bureaucrats, are much superior. We're smarter. We're more progressive. We're more open-minded. They say, we need to do what's medically right with our children. Boy, there have been regimes in the past that have said exactly the same thing. They experimented on people. We're just trying to figure out the best form of science and save the greater good, save the masses. What's the problem? How do I identify? Does that sound like science to you, you, Mr. Producer? How do I identify? And you have a Supreme Court nominee who won't even define a woman while she's praised as the first black woman on the Supreme Court. She can define black. She can define Supreme Court. But woman, she can't define why. Of course she can define it. Because she's a Marxist ideologue, that's why. I've got a lot more to say about this. I'll be right back. in. If we've learned anything over the past two years, it's that unexpected things can happen. For example, average IRA and 401k balances fell 20% last year, according to Fidelity. We didn't expect that. But here's something that could help if you have an IRA or 401k. Physical gold in your IRA. The World Gold Council says even central banks are buying tons of gold. Now what does that tell you? Learn why many Americans are turning to a gold IRA with Augusta Precious Metals. They're the best. I recommend them to my friends and family. You should call Augusta and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Feels good to know there's another savings option. Diversity is the key. Call Augusta Precious Metals at 8774-GOLD-IRA. That's 8774-GOLD-IRA. 8774-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Jimmy Carter and the Democrats created a Department of Education in the 1970s. Reagan comes in. I'm one of many that come in with him. Tries to abolish it. He even won the Senate with coattails. Nobody thought he would. So big was his landslide. He won the Senate. But he was blocked from eliminating the Department of Education by the Republican majority in the Senate. Blocked. There were a lot of people like Mitch McConnell and Lisa Murkowski. Lisa Murkowski is the NEA and AFT's favorite senator more than any Democrat, as well as Mitch McConnell. This is why we lose these battles. The Democrats are hardened Marxists. And the Republicans, too many anyway, are complete sellouts. 
Others are passive. It's a disgusting disgrace. Murkowski, today. Nobody holds her to account for what's taking place in our classrooms today. She's a significant vote in a Senate that's almost 50-50. And our friend Tim Scott's going to have to justify endorsing her throughout his campaign. Was Adam Schiff just held, was he just censured, Mr. Producer? Well, we're going to have to talk about this after the top of the hour. I could not be more proud of the Republicans for censuring Adam Schiff in the House. The House is where the action is, folks. The House is where the action is. The Senate is where uh, you go to uh, the, old, the old man and old lady's home. But the House is where the action is. Adam Schiff has just been censured by the House of Representatives. Oh, just the Republican. Okay. I don't care. It's the House of Rep- Representatives. Because he's a lying scumbag. And let's watch for the Republicans who defend this. That is him. And object to this. Whether they're dressed up as commentators or presidential candidates. More on this after the top of the hour. This entire lie about Russia collusion and the constant effort by Schiff to go on TV and trash the former president as chairman of the Intel Committee trying to mislead the American people into believing that he actually had evidence. He said it over and over again. Well, he's a lying sack of uh, sausage. And now he's been held and he's been centered. As I understand it, Mr. Producer, is that correct? By the House of Representatives. And I'm going to dig into this over the course of the next few minutes, and I will report back, and we will continue. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, Adam Schiff says he's proud he's been held, well, he was censured by the House of Representatives. And what will happen tomorrow is Mediocreite, which is run by this buffoon, Dan Abrams, who thinks that poor Hunter Biden was overcharged, Mr. Producer. Did you see that? I mean, I think he was sweating under his, uh, under his squirrel on his head. So that's a message over to the mediocreite, prebubescent Neanderthals. What you will find there, and they're just one of many. You know, you got the daily bestiality. You've got the Huntington compost. 
all those outfits, Yahoo, and they'll all regurgitate the same thing, that the Republicans did this to poor Adam Schiff. Adam Schiff should have been expelled from the House of Representatives. Just so you know, folks, Adam Schiff is running in the Republican primary for the Senate in California. He thinks he should be promoted. Let me be clear. This bastard used his position as the Democrat chairman of the House Intelligence Committee to lie day in and day out to the American people. He was joined by Joe Scarborough and Mika, Rachel Madcow, Andrea Mitchell, Fake Tapper, Anderson Cooper, and the whole conga line of reprobates, malcontents, and miscreants, all Democrats. That's what he did. They will come to his defense the way they've come to Hunter Biden's defense, the way they've come to Joe Biden's defense, and the way, in my view, they probably would have come to the defense of the Rosenbergs, Sacco and Vansetti, you name it. Because in my view, they hate America too. In my view, Joe Scarborough and Mika Brzezinski hate this country. Which is why they do and say what they do. In my view, Dan Abrams created this site, Mediaite, hired these swine, because he hates it. Hates the country. Why else? In my view, the board of directors over at Comcast, they hate America. Well, why would they have this MSNBC? Well, one piece of crap after another on there trashing the country. Well, we're not crashing the country, just the republic. Yeah, I, I understand. Remember, I didn't write this book for them. I wrote it for us. I wrote it for you. So Kevin McCarthy removed this swine shift from the House Intelligence Committee because of what he did. Paul Ryan wouldn't have had the guts to do that. John Boehner would have been praising him, probably been smoking weed with the guy or something. I don't know. And even during today's committee hearing, there he is, sliming away against Durham. And remember, Schiff was behind both impeachments of Trump is behind pushing for a special counsel. Behind it all, all these people, loathsome. Absolutely loathsome. So there was that little glimmer today, literally 15 minutes ago, where the House of Representatives held Adam Schiff, or censured him, I should say, And now we will see how the media fall in line. This will be very interesting. Now I want to get back to John Durham. It's very easy for these backbenchers who've never prosecuted a single case, who are hosts and commentators, to say, you know, John Durham didn't bring a single case against this one, this one, that one, and the other one. He lost two cases. Do you know why he lost two cases, Mr. Producer? The jury was in Washington, D.C. The judges were in Washington, D.C. 
And that's the problem. When you have a city that votes 93% Democrat, you can't win a case. Whether you're defending somebody associated with Trump, ask Manafort, ask Stone, ask them all. And if you're Biden, you can't lose a case. He figured it out. He's not an idiot. I don't know what these House members expected the guy to do, to keep bringing cases. And if you lose these cases, these fools go on. That is the defendants, and they say, look at me. I knew I was innocent. I was always innocent. You have them dead to rights. You have their DNA. You got their fingerprints. You got video. You got the whole thing. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Here's John Dorham at the hearing today. And every one of these hearings, the Democrats are trashing every witness, whether it's the FBI whistleblowers, whether it's the IRS, whether it's Mr. Dorham, whether it's uh, Taibbi or Schellenberger, Werger or whatever. They're on the offense. They're on the attack. I would say to Matt Taibbi, he used to mock me in this show years ago. Now, what do you think, Matt? What do you think now? Welcome home. A little late, but we'll take you. We need what we can get. Country's dying. Mike Johnson is a Republican from Louisiana. Here he is with Durham. Cut one, go. To date, has any evidence of collusion between the Trump campaign and Russia ever been uncovered? I mean, there is, there is information, obviously, in the um, report that was prepared by Director Mueller uh, and whatnot. But as uh, to collusion or conspiracy, I'm not aware of any. And, and, when, and, and let me stop you. When the FBI opened Crossfire Hurricane, that's the issue at hand, it did not have any information that anyone in the Trump campaign had ever been in contact with Russian intelligence officials. Isn't that right? As we wrote in, as we wrote in the, um, uh, the report... Talked to the director of the CIA, the deputy director of the CIA, the director of NSA, um, uh, and people within the uh, FBI. And there was no such information that they had in their holdings at the time they opened Crossfire Hurricane. So they talked to the head of the various agencies. Notice not the director of the FBI. The director of the CIA, deputy director of the CIA, director of the NSA, People within the FBI, not one scintilla, scintilla of information that Donald Trump and these Russian operatives had anything to do with each other. Nothing. If you take anything away from this, folks, Hillary Clinton's campaign, that is Hillary Clinton, took money, laundered it through a well-known Democrat firm in Washington, D.C., for which one of the lawyers was prosecuted, to pay another group filled with Democrat journalists, former quote-unquote journalists, but Democrats, who were then paid to work with so-called Russian intel. But anyway... This dossier was fabricated. It's a lie from beginning to end. President-elect Trump at the time said it was a lie. 
Comey knew it was a lie. Comey knew that U.S. intelligence said there was nothing there. And he went for it anyway. What do you think about this? He knew. He went for it anyway. Barack Obama was briefed. Listen to me. Briefed. That Hillary Clinton was up to a dirty trick with Russia and Trump. Joe Biden was briefed. Hello. Briefed. The same information. And they didn't say a word. And they never stopped it. Simultaneous with this, Hillary Clinton was destroying her emails. And her cell phones. Her lawyers and her staff were clearly in her direction. And the same FBI chose to drop the matter. In addition, foreign money was flowing into the Hillary Clinton campaign as it was flowing into the Clinton library. And the FBI chose not to investigate it. At the same time, Chuck Schumer and Democrats were demanding a special counsel to investigate Donald Trump's collusion with the Russians. Adam Schiff pushed it. Jamie Raskin pushed it. Nancy Pelosi pushed it. The former senator from Alabama recused himself. Rod Rosenstein, the Deputy Attorney General, the Acting Attorney General for those purposes, got scared. And he appointed Mueller. Even though the appointment did not meet the standards of the Department of Justice regulation. Then they were off to the races. Two and a half years of hell for Donald Trump and his family. Thousands of subpoenas. Hundreds and hundreds of witnesses. Endless leaks. Leaks by the number two FBI director. Leaks by the FBI director to the Washington Post through another individual. Leaks by the lovers at the FBI. Stories that were concocted. Anonymous sources. The media knew who they were. And Pulitzer Prizes being handed out left and right to reporters, so-called, at the New York Times and the Washington Post including Maggie Haberman. Wow. They proud of themselves? This is why Trump hates the press. This is why Trump is constantly having to defend himself and explain what's going on from Alvin Bragg in Manhattan to the phony Democrat DA in Atlanta to Jack the Ripper In Washington, D.C. This poor guy hasn't had a day of peace since he came down that damn elevator at Trump Tower. Not a day. Stalin would be proud. Stalin would be taking notes. Taking notes. And you see Hunter Biden, the same attorney general, behind the scenes in secret, 
decided that no charges for jail time should be brought against Hunter Biden. I mean, after all, it was just a gun violation. Still waiting for Farah, that is, he took millions and millions of dollars representing foreign governments, did he not, Mr. Producer? But he didn't register as a foreign agent. Ask Paul Manafort what he thinks, how Hunter Biden got away with that. Poor Paul Manafort. That's right, I like the guy. I've never met him in my life. But this guy goes into solitary confinement. They want him to die there. He's got heart problems and everything. And this guy was tough. He was a stalwart. He stood firm. He was a political prisoner. But Mark, he didn't pay his taxes. Don't hand me that crap. When they turn the other way with Biden and the millions that he's received, I don't want to hear it. And then, of course, Hunter Biden. He owed $1.2 million in taxes over two years. He didn't pay them. Now, Biden didn't pay his taxes. He just assumed they'd leave him alone. And you know what? They would have. But for the fact that his old man got elected, or at least purportedly did. But he had to do something, so somebody paid his taxes for him. We still don't know who. Somebody paid his taxes for him. No special counsel to investigate Joe Biden on actual findings by a House committee. Then we have John, let's see, it's John Carl from ABC. You can't prove anything. Hey, moron. You're the reporter. Can somebody tell me what John Carl has done to dig into these shell corporations? Nothing. How many stories has John Carl broken about money coming into the Biden family coffers from Communist China or one of their front groups? How many stories has he broken? None. How about any of the Burisma connections? How many stories has John Carl broken? None. Not one. See that ass? See that pal? You don't even investigate these things. You just pontificate. Why are you a reporter? You're nothing. I don't have to take a break, do I, Rich? I guess I do. More when I return. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile. If you're with them, you're overpaying pure and simple. Pure Talk can easily save your family over $900 a year. Right now, get unlimited talk, unlimited text, and ultra-fast 5G data for just $20 a month. $20 a month. What about the coverage, you ask? It's phenomenal. I'm on it. Pure Talk uses the most dependable 5G network in the nation. Just go to puretalk.com and use promo code LEVINPODCAST to get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of data. Just 20 bucks a month. Pure Talk's amazing U.S. customer service team will make switching very easy. So choose a veteran-owned company that cares about keeping jobs in America and saving you money. Go to puretalk.com 
Use promo code Levin Podcast for unlimited talk and text with plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. Again, when you go to puretalk.com and use promo code Levin Podcast, you'll save an additional 50% off your first month with Pure Talk. Have you noticed, America? I'm a real fashion setter, I really am. I don't wear a tie when I do Life, Liberty, and Live In. I don't wear a tie when I'm a guest on any of the shows. And uh, I've just got so much going on, I just can't be a guest on all these shows. But that said, I don't wear a tie. I don't like wearing ties. I'll wear them if I have to, you know, go to these different Pelican events, Mr. Oh, it's... uh, Either business or formal, I go right for business, and my wife says, no, you're wearing the tuxedo. You're so handsome in a tuxedo. It's a pain in the neck, to be honest with you. So I don't like wearing ties. I notice Mr. Hannity's not wearing a tie now. Have you noticed that, Mr. Producer? He's not alone. There's others who aren't wearing ties, too. I even see senators showing. I saw Ted Cruz wasn't wearing a tie the other day. I got to get a hold of Ted. I mean, he's got my beard and mustache. No, he's not wearing ties. What's that all about? I'll take some of his hair off the top of his head if if he'll donate some. But they're going tieless. Now, pants. I wear pants. That's a standard I'm not setting. I'll leave that to Hannity. Uh, If he chooses not to wear pants. But I am wearing pants, but I'm not wearing a tie. It's amazing, isn't it? But you noticed it too, Rich? They're all. I don't think Gutfeld's wearing a tie, but he's a good guy. He'll claim that he started that trend. Uh, no. He's double G. Double G's pretty big, isn't he? Let's see, five, seven. Double G? Is there such a thing? Greg Gutfeld. I'll be right back. Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile. If you're with them, you're overpaying pure and simple. Pure Talk can easily save your family over $900 a year. Right now, get unlimited talk, unlimited text, and ultra-fast 5G data for just $20 a month. $20 a month. What about the coverage, you ask? It's phenomenal. I'm on it. Pure Talk uses the most dependable 5G network in the nation. Just go to puretalk.com and use promo code Levin Podcast to get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of data. Just 20 bucks a month. Pure Talk's amazing U.S. customer service team will make switching very easy. So choose a veteran-owned company that cares about keeping jobs in America and saving you money. Go to puretalk.com. Use promo code Levin Podcast for unlimited talk and text with plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. Again, when you go to puretalk.com and use promo code Levin Podcast, you'll save an additional 50% off your first month with Pure Talk. Liberty's voice, Mark Levin. Talk with that voice now, 877-381-3811. You know, ladies and gentlemen, uh, This is a renaissance program. We like to talk about a lot of things, although we like to take time when we talk about them. And Somebody sent me a link here. Sotheby's. You've heard of them, right, Mr. Producer? Yeah, big auction house. Well, they're having an auction. It's called Sports Memorabilia Part 2. Apparently, I missed Part 1. 
And uh, it says, I don't even know how this works, seven days until lots begin closing. I'm looking here. LeBron James 2004 Cleveland Cavaliers rookie year game-worn sneakers, Mr. Producer. The reserve has not been met, and the starting bid is $100,000. Excuse me? Game-worn sneakers from LeBron James in 2004? His rookie year? Let me, let me look a little deeper into this, America. You might be interested in this. Sotheby's uh, estimates they'll go for between 150000 and 250000 Mr. Producer. These are Nike, Nike Air Zoom sneakers. They're rubber, leather, cotton, synthetic, circa 2003. Provenance with letter from Sheila James. I assume that's a relationship. Property of an American collector. So do you collect old, smelly, athletic sneakers, Mr. Producer? Old, smelly, athletic shorts, they're for sale here, too. And uh, so I'm thinking to myself, this whole new business idea I have. Really. And, of course, LeBron's out there, it's... Such a horrific country, I can tell you this. Yes, yes. The endless racism. Please buy my sneakers. No, I'm, I'm not really interested. Were well, they made in China, probably? Oh, they are. So, Mr. Producer, I have a pair of Reeboks that I wear. I believe they're Reeboks. What are they? No, Rockports. I don't know, whatever they are. Rockports. And I wear my sneakers, America, till they're completely worn out. You know, these guys, they get a brand new pair every five minutes because they're running up and down the courts. And it's not just them athletes. They need new shoes all the time. But I don't. I'm not an athlete. By the way, when I was young, I was an athlete. But I'm not young and I'm not an athlete anymore. Uh, but anyway, where was I? So I have sneakers. I have these rock ports. I think I've worn these rock ports for like six months, Mr. Producer. But I have sneakers I've worn for like two years until I wear them out. Don't you wear them like that, or am I the only one that does that? You do the same thing? I think I should offer them for sale, don't you? LeBron wants, or not he in particular, but somebody else with LeBron's sneakers. Nobody has my sneakers. I think I could get 12 bucks for him, don't you? 20, you think? But I like my sneakers. <laughs> 20 bucks. Ah, this extra. I got to keep manipulating it. All right, there we are. 20 bucks. You think I can get 20 bucks for my used rock ports? I was looking at something else, these paintings. I'm starting to get into paintings. I mean, looking at paintings. And I go online and for sale, beautiful. A Van Gogh. You've heard him, haven't you, Mr. Producer? Being a man of all kinds of tastes and so forth. A Van Gogh. Then I, I, I keep scrolling, and then I see a Matisse. You know who that is? 
You've heard of Monet, no doubt, right? Renoir, have you heard of him? Have you heard of Chagall? Have you heard of Fornani? There is no Fornani. Anyway, I'm looking at these. I'm going, unbelievable. Now, I'm going to tell you something, Mr. Producer, in the whole country I've never told anybody out there. As a hobby, I used to paint. Did you know that? You didn't know that. As a hobby, I used to paint. I, wa- I look at some of these painters. You know, Andy Warhol paints, you know, a Campbell soup can. Campbell soup can? A Campbell soup? I'll do a, uh, a Del Monte string beans can. Can I do that? I can do that. I can do a Del Monte string beans can, a green beans can. I can do it. I don't want to waste my time. I can do this. And then I'm thinking to myself, well, some of these modernists, you know, like they throw the paint against the can. This guy who passed away fairly young, I think his name was uh, Batista or something like that. He was from your neck of the woods, Mr. Producer. I forget his name. I think he died tragically of an overdose. I could be wrong, and if I am, I apologize, but I think so. The guy used to draw postcards, and they're going for like $12 million a piece. He, he did this huge mural kind of painting, and it really, it looks like, just my opinion, not to be rude, my opinion. Looks like somebody got punished in fifth grade, was told to go in the corner. Look, look, you're not behaving. Keep your mouth shut. Here's some paints. Here's, here's some poster board. Now, paint over there. It, that's what it looks like to me. That's just me. I think he got like $150 million for the thing. Well, he's gone, but you know what I mean. I'm just kidding you, folks. What I do is write. Write. No, I do like to paint, or I did, and I'm going to pick it up again. I'm not selling it. I just do it for me. And I still like to do sports, but I'm not selling my sneakers. When they're done, I throw them away. But you have athletes who do that. You have painters who do their thing. I do my thing. And that's the way I look at it. We're all born with different motivations. We're all born with different skills. Maybe we think we're born with skills and we don't really have them. I don't know. Over one's life, things play out. Things play out. I, my first book I didn't write till I was well into my 40s. I didn't even know I could write a book. A publisher came to me by the name of Regnery. Good publisher. They said, do you think you can write a book on the courts? I said, no. But I could write a book on the Supreme Court. They said, would you give it a shot? I said, okay, I'll give it a shot. But they named the book. I didn't like the name Men in Black. I said, wait, isn't that a movie? Yes. Are we allowed to do that? Yes. Then I was reminded by one of the wives of the justice said, 
you know, there's a woman on the court, so it's not exactly men in black. I said, all right, cool. I don't, you're a little too uh, precise. Then I was asked by Simon Schuster. Is this boring, Mr. Producer? People like to hear this. That's all I'm telling you. Then I was asked by Simon and Schuster that contacted me because Men in Black was the most popular book on the... That's my ex-chair. It's not me. It's the ex-chair. Anyway, uh, because that book, Men in Black, sold a lot of books for a book on the Supreme Court, about a quarter of a million, 300,000 copies. Would you write a book on, on anything for us? I said, I have a book in mind. I've always wanted to write it. I even have a title for it. I've had a title for it for 10 years. And they said, do it. Simon and Schuster. And what's the title? And the title is Liberty and Tyranny. But our little doggy passed away. Sprite. And I said, I don't want to write a book anymore. And then I wrote this essay about, you who've been with me all the way, you know this already. So I wrote, I wrote a little essay about Sprite. You know, tough radio talk show hosts aren't supposed to do this sort of thing, but I did. I couldn't get over it. I've never been involved in putting dogs to sleep before, and it was horrendous. So my lawyer, David Limbaugh, who handles my contracts, David Limbaugh and my wife, Julie, David says to me, well, why don't you write a book about your dog? I said, who the hell is going to want to read a book about my dog? He said, a lot of people, because they're going through the same thing. So I said, okay, under one... Oh, oh so we went back to Simon & Schuster. They said, look, the, we'd still like you to write that book. And we said, David said, under one condition, he can write a book about his dog. And they said, okay, okay, he can write a book about his dog. They didn't put it that way, but you get the point. But we want the other book, too, this Liberty and Tyranny. That book was Rescuing Sprite. And you know who really, really liked that book and it really touched was Rush. Rush had me come down to his estate in Florida and then he interviewed me in his studio. He said, this is really a good book. It's an important book and people need to see this side of you and this side of concern. I said, okay. So I came down and I was interviewed. And when I turned in that book, the editor said, okay, now that you've written that book, you need to write the other book. But the book took off, Rescuing Sprite, particularly after Rush interviewed me. And it was taking off big. It was on the near... So they said, well, maybe slow down and maybe promote this book. Okay, great. And so I did Liberty and Tyranny. And so this book that I have coming out now the Democrat Party Hates America, is my 10th book. I have people keep coming up to me, and, and I don't know how to, how do you do this, Mark? 10 books, plus a three-hour radio show, five days a week. 
Plus, you do the Levin TV twice a week. And you write a book. How do you do this? I said, I don't know. I just do it. I just do it. How do you paint a painting? Ask a painting. I don't know. I just do it. It's something that's in you. It's a skill for those who like it. In some ways, it's a burden. I don't feel it's a burden, but for some people, they have burdens, and this is what they do. But it is a tremendous amount of work if you write your own book, your own book. But it's a love-hate relationship, too. I wish I could write fiction. Like Ernest Hemingway or one of those guys. I can't. I do what I do. Why did I discuss all this? Because you've been asking me. A lot of people have been asking me. Now you know. But don't worry. I'm not selling my sneakers or any paintings I do. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile. If you're with them, you're overpaying pure and simple. Pure Talk can easily save your family over $900 a year. Right now, get unlimited talk, unlimited text, and ultra-fast 5G data for just $20 a month. $20 a month. What about the coverage, you ask? It's phenomenal. I'm on it. Pure Talk uses the most dependable 5G network in the nation. Just go to puretalk.com and use promo code Levin Podcast to get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of data. Just 20 bucks a month. Pure Talk's amazing U.S. customer service team will make switching very easy. So choose a veteran-owned company that cares about keeping jobs in America and saving you money. Go to puretalk.com. Use promo code Levin Podcast for unlimited talk and text with plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. Again, when you go to puretalk.com and use promo code Levin Podcast, you'll save an additional 50% off your first month with Pure Talk. Well, my wife just walked in and now she's walking out. Come back. Okay. My wife is back. Truth be told, how long has it been now? How long has it been since I've seen you? Come on, I'm on the radio. I don't even remember. I don't In the last two months, two weeks? That sounds about right. accurate, yeah. Why? Because I've been working on this book, right? Among other things. And you think I work too much, correct? I know you work too much. Because... I'm unable to take vacations with the family, right? Unable is one way to put it, yes. Something's got to give, is what you like to say. I would say a lot's got to give. Well, should it be the books, radio, TV, Blaze, what? Ooh, you really want to put me on the spot. Not really. 14 million people, don't you, my love? Well, something does need to give. 100%. We'll figure it out. All right, I got to go. All right, America, now you know everything. By the way, I want to congratulate this Congresswoman Luna, who used to work for Charlie Kirk in uh, Talking Points in Florida. It's thanks to her that Schiff was held in, uh, that Schiff was held, that Schiff was censored, I should say. Where am I, Rich? All right. I'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. 
So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. Now, I will demonstrate to you the difference between this show and others. Colin Kaepernick. The Daily Fetched. Fetching your news. I like this site. Multimillionaire Colin Kaepernick calls to end America's capitalist economic system. And that's pretty much where everybody begins and ends. But it's by Jason Walsh, who does a good job. Former sports personality turned civil rights activist insisted that black liberation is not possible under the under capitalism while promoting his new book, which is co-edited by two self-described Marxists. The Daily Mail reported, quote, speaking to the New Republic, the former NFL quarterback, 35, defended partnering with Robin D.G. Kelly and Kianga Kamata Taylor to edit the anthology Our history has always been contraband in defense of black studies. Kelly is a professor of history at UCLA. This is why our kids are losing their minds. Who's described himself as a Marxist surrealist feminist. Wait a minute. He's described himself as a Marxist surrealist feminist. Taylor, also a vocal Marxist, teaches African American studies. Northwestern University is on the board of the International Socialist Review. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. I think the anthology makes this argument quite well, and I hope it challenges readers to see the racism is not white supremacy's only ingredient, he added. White supremacy persists in part because of its relationship with capitalism, heteropatriarchy, ableism, and so on. Kaepernick said black history, and more generally a critical engagement with U.S. history, threatens the white supremacist status quo, and that his book is the kind of book DeSantis wants to ban. No, it's not, actually. Why, do you have porno in your book? You have naked pictures of your genitalia in the book? Then he would want to ban it. But he doesn't want it taught in the class. I can understand that. Why should he allow Marxist ideologues to be teaching little kids? They can wait till college. Any attempt to whitewash the past 
should actually be understood as a concrete step toward fascism and a desire to build a nation state where power is concentrated in the hands of self-anointed Reed White, the few. Kaepernick hadn't played in the NFL since 2016 because he sucks. It says in the hands of a self-anointed Reed White, few. Kaepernick sued the NFL in 2017, accusing team owners of colluding to keep him out of the league for his protest. I don't, I don't get that, I have to say. Guy's anti-capitalist Marxist, but he's demanding that a handful of billionaires give him a job so he can join the ranks of a handful of multimillionaires. But they're always hypocrites, and I want to get into this. I'll tell you what's fascinating to me as the author of The Democrat Party Hates America. I get into this already, even before this Kaepernick story. Because I know what's going on. And I explain it in the book, and it takes several pages. You have a party that's gone from slavery, lynchings, the Klan, segregation, poll taxes, literacy texts. Not that long ago. 45, 50 years ago. To a party now claims that it wants to do even better than equity, equality, it wants equity. And then finds a victim everywhere it looks in order to advance its Marxist communist agenda, quite frankly. So what Kaepernick is talking about is this. There are many so-called scholars, they're really phonies, who are out there pushing the line that white supremacy and capitalism intersect. You've heard it here first. I want to get into this very briefly because it deserves more later. Again, this is in my book. All this anti-capitalist stuff you're seeing from the Democrats, the argument is that you cannot get rid of white racism without getting rid of capitalism. Now, you're going to hear the backbenchers regurgitate this. Listen to me. I've done all the research I'm writing about, written about this, and I just want you to understand it. It's like CRT. You had people out there working on it, working on it. I brought it to the American people with American Marxism. I just want to get into this more, just briefly. What people like Kaepernick's so-called scholars argue, or the 1619 Project, There are all kinds of black nationalist Marxists out there, among others. But they are Marxists now. And what they are saying is America was built on the backs of slaves. That even today, capitalism is a racist system that exploits not only what occurred in the past, but what occurs today. I explain in great detail. And the Democrat Party hates America. So capitalism is the cause of racism? And slavery? So capitalism is the cause of slavery in North Korea, Mr. Producer? It's the cause of slavery in communist China? 
It's the cause of slavery throughout the Middle East and Africa? Capitalism? It's the cause of slavery in effect in Cuba? Now, how stupid is that? When, in fact, capitalism is the opposite, which is why they hate capitalism or they try and use it and control it, that is, the state does. The reason they attack capitalism in America is because they don't believe in individualism. They don't believe in merit. They don't believe in success and competition. They want conformity. This is what we say the communal needs. Now do what we tell you to do. Not everybody, you're free out there. You have free will. Pursue what's in your bet. That's not what they believe. That's why they hate capitalism. And capitalism has demonstrated through the Industrial Revolution and so forth that Marx was always wrong about the the proletariat rising up from the bottom and overthrowing the bourgeoisie, the managers, the executives, the landowners. Lenin knew that. That's why there's Leninism. He takes the, the totalitarian nature of Marxism and then he adds Lenin to it himself. And what does it say? Top down, baby. One party rule. We got to get this thing under control. The people are too stupid to know what's best for them. And so in America, we live in a Marxist sort of Leninist ideological situation with the Democrat Party. And that's what Kaepernick is. He just doesn't know it. Now, let's take a look at this. Did slaves build America? Well, they obviously contributed to it. No question about that. But where was the industrial might of America, Mr. Producer, before and during the Civil War? It was in the North, wasn't it? Was slave ownership rampant in the North? The North was the industrial heartland of America, not the South. Not the South. The vast majority of American industry wasn't in the South. It was in the North. The North was, excuse me, the South was more agrarian. So what are they talking about? Not only that, 75% of the people in the South were fairly poor. They didn't have slaves. Mostly well-to-do had slaves. Most Southerners never had slaves. Again, this is not an excuse. Slavery is horrendous. This is an explanation of history. So the idea that America was built on slavery, obviously slaves contributed to it, but America was not built on the institution of slavery. It's simply not true. So capitalism didn't benefit from slavery. Capitalism has nothing to do with slavery. As I just said, the hellholes in the world today do not have capitalist economic systems. Most of them have Marxist economic systems. Not capitalist economic systems. Now, I'm giving away way too much probably here, but I write a whole section on what I call civil rights Marxism now. Please, backbenchers, can you hold off for at least a few months here? Seriously, and I'm not joking. 
I call it civil rights Marxism. They've moved the civil rights movements, whether it's led by whites, blacks, in between, doesn't matter. They've moved from equality under the law, equality. We have Supreme Court decisions, we have federal laws, we have state laws. We've done a pretty damn good job in that regard. But the Marxists say, you miss a big piece of this. That's not enough. That's not even close to enough. And you can hear CRT in the background of this too, can you not? Critical race theory. So what they're saying is, unless we have economic equality, we do not have racial equality. Stay with me here. This is what's being taught. This is so-called scholarship. Of course, it's gibberish, but nonetheless. I have to break it down. I have to unravel it. The way I unravel all the stuff in American Marxism, I have to unravel the Democrat Party and where it's taking us. And their phony claims. And so now they use the word equity. Obviously, you're aware of this. Everybody's aware of this. Because equity is a perfectly Marxist term. And it can never be accomplished. Ever. Well, Pol Pot was slaughtering his own people. By the way, that wasn't a capitalist system either. When Pol Pot was slaughtering his own people, he slaughtered 25% of the population of Cambodia. Can you imagine? And he was moving city dwellers into the agrarian areas and agrarian farmers into the cities and doing exactly what Marx suggested and redistributing wealth. You wouldn't have people with these baskets and the rice patties collecting food for themselves. And if one of the people collected a little bit more rice than the other person, they were typically executed. People were starving to death. They didn't know what to do. Because of that... (laughs) Excuse me, because of equity, not capitalism, equity. Rice, rice. At that point, you're really down to the bottom of the pit, aren't you? Well, ideology takes over completely. Capitalism and freedom go hand in hand. Capitalism is the opposite of slavery. Marxism is slavery. Slavery to the state. Just as horrific. And deadly. So I explore this much more fully. Apply it to what the Democrat Party is doing. And how they're applying it to us. And I think this is just a tiny little piece of the book. I think you're going to find this all incredibly intriguing and important. And I think light bulbs are going to go off all over the place. In terms of your thinking process and the thinking process of people you communicate with. And I pray to God. That there's enough people who still read and there will be audio. Or who will listen to this. Where it'll make a difference. That's the point of every one of these books. Well, Mark, how come that? 
folks, I'm not the all-powerful Mark Levin. I'm Mark Levin. But even Mr. Producer said, wow, everything that goes on sort of reaches back to your book. Exactly, because this book was done differently. This book is about philosophy and history and economics, but this book ties it all together to what's going on and who's responsible for it. These are the missing puzzle pieces. You know it generically. You know it at surface level. How about if you know it for sure? More than a gut thing. A real thing. Colin Kaepernick has been talked about all day today. And then he's relied on two Marxists all day today. Nobody else has told you what he is thinking, what he's been told, and what he believes in this regard, which is slaves build America because of capitalism. No. This is Marxist claptrap propaganda. Slaves contributed to America, no question. They didn't build America. Plus, I have the guts to say it. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. I have not talked, as you know, about this uh, submersible um, that has uh, kind of disappeared under the waves of the ocean. Some around the Titanic, they're searching an area as big as Connecticut. It suggests to me it's going to be almost impossible to find it, certainly in time. But the media are ghoulish, and I'm not participating in this. They keep telling us they run out of oxygen tomorrow morning. They keep bringing it up. I'm surprised they haven't put a clock up there. Remember the way they did COVID? They'll, they'll regret that one day. History will punish them for it. Remember they showed the number of deaths supposedly from COVID and they kept ticking it up. And, t- and they were doing that against Trump. And then Biden comes in and basically the charts disappear. Remember that, Mr. Producer? Remember at the time I said that is outrageous exploitation it's even more you know it's heartless and so i feel like without the graphics we're getting pretty close to that i'm surprised they don't have a clock up there counting it down to tomorrow morning it's horrible what's happening to these people they're suffocating they're in a tiny vehicle there's five of them i've no doubt they're fighting over the the same breath that they can take with little or no hope. I'm just telling it like it is. And so for the media to be ghoulish like this, clamoring for this, doing what they're doing, really is uh, sickening. And I'm not going to participate in it. They don't see anything. They don't know anything. They keep saying the same thing over and over for the last 10 hours. For the last 10 hours. I'll be right back. Mark Levin, the thunder on the right. Call in now, 877-381-3811. Our buddy Rich Lowry at National Review has some advice for Governor DeSantis. Take on some of these challenging interviews, he says, with uh, some of the hostile media out there. And 
My advice to Governor DeSantis is to ignore this advice. Being attacked in Democrat media during low-rated shows is foolish. I mean, it hasn't helped Christie, and he's, uh, he's all the rage on these shows. So I wouldn't do it. He's going to win the nomination. That is Governor DeSantis. It certainly won't be because of that. You go on with George Stephanopoulos. I mean, is, that, that, that's not, I don't even think it's sensible. So I'll go ahead and post that advice, which is not to listen to that advice. Uh, so it is on the uh, <clears throat> Internet at a minimum. Governor DeSantis is likely to come on this program tomorrow, scheduled, I should say, to come on this program tomorrow. Love to have him. I've been remiss. Wait a minute. Oh, no, that's not remiss. I've been remiss. I still want to encourage you to go to Amazon. We want to push her number up to the top ten if we can. I think uh, pre-orders are very, very important for a book like this. So when the book comes out on September 19th, it shows up at your door with the door of anybody you acquire the book for. It's the kind of book a friend of mine said, and you would know this friend if I gave you his name, but I'm not at liberty to do that. He said, I'm going to have some in my desk. So when a client walks in, I'm going to give it to them. I'll just be happy if you get it. And you can go to, uh, obviously, Amazon.com. Put in my name, Mark, L-E-V-I-N. And the Democrat Party hates America. You can order the hardcover. I believe the audio is there. All the different uh, platforms are there. <clears throat> We want to try and push it into the top 10 right now. We're number 50. And by the way, that's a big deal. Thanks to you. Thanks to you. I didn't have anything to do with it. You did it. Uh, That's number one. And number two, um, I want us to be prepared because on January, excuse me, on September 19th, I want to be able to go through it with you uh, in many respects. Can't do it all. But I also wanted to thank Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, and so far that's all I know. Other retailers that are out there uh, already with the links and so forth. Barnes & Million is a great retailer, so is Books A Million. And we want to do everything we can to help them. I, I just enjoy going to a bookstore. I can't help it. I enjoy going to a bookstore. I don't enjoy going to libraries anymore. Because of the agendas that are being put. In fact, I used to love going to a library. I can't stand it anymore. But at least at a, at a Barnes & Noble or Books A Million, if I don't want to read crap, I don't go to that section. If I want to read history, I go to history. If I want to read ancient history, I go to that section. Military history, I go to that section. World history, I go to that section. Usually I'm hanging out in the American history section. Philosophy, they have one of those sections too. And so if you're interested in purchasing the book retail, or even online, you can go there. Uh, and also, again, as I said, Amazon.com has become the big, uh, what is it, the gorilla in the room, Mr. Producer, pretty much. But either way, anyway, it's up to you, obviously. I'm just, uh, you know how people get excited for the Super Bowl players? They get excited. They're selling their sneakers, Mr. Producer. This is what gets my adrenaline going. Radio. 
my TV shows, and my books. Representative Troy Nels, this guy's a good guy, set a hearing today, and he calls out Eric Swalwell for sleeping with a Chinese spot. What did he say? Is he allowed to say that? I think he is. Cut 11, go! On page, of your 50, page 15 of your report, it says that in the summer and fall of 2016, Dolan and Denchenko traveled to Moscow in connection with a business conference. The business conference was held at the Ritz-Carlton in Moscow, which, according to the Steele reports, was allegedly the site of salacious sexual conduct on the part of Trump. Parents, if you're watching, earmuffs for your kids now, folks. Put earmuffs for your children. Mr. Durham, was this salacious sexual conduct? What is that? Um, the allegation was that... Um, okay, don't, don't answer it. I will. Okay. Think about this, America. In the game of politics, it gets dirty and nasty. And the people will say anything to beat their opponent. But this is the government doing it. Even the director of the FBI, Comey, said, it's possible Trump was with hookers peeing on each other. Christopher Steele said an infamous Trump pee tape probably exists. Alleged pee tape incident was the only sex Trump party in Russia. You want to irritate the suburban mom at home? Five months before an election, tell them the Republican leading candidate is peeing on prostitutes. We are aware of the member of this committee having an alleged affair with a Chinese spy. I refer to as yum yum. But this is a new law for anyone. And I would hope Mr. Swalwell would agree with Oh, you can't say that. No, he did. Oh, no, no, no. You can say anything you want about Trump and DeSantis. You can attack their wives. But Eric Swalwell? No. He's a pig, Eric Swalwell. He's a pig. And just to show you, there's a complete lack of character anymore, certainly in Washington for so many. The pig is caught with a Chinese spy, right? The guy has a wife and a couple of young kids. The pig is caught with a communist spy. He lives all the way in California. That's a long flight every week and back and forth and back and forth. And rather than resign from Congress and try and make sure his family's holding up and all, the pig gets into the impeachment of Donald Trump and all the rest, acts like nothing ever happened. First of all, it would never cross my mind, ever. Or all of you other guys out there. If this happened to you, you think he could just keep going to work like nothing's ever happened before? You think your wife would put up with it? What kind of wife would put up with that? Go ahead. Imagine if somebody would have said and taken it this step further. Mr. Swalwell was, was peeing is, on yum yum. yum. <laughs> peeing on yum yum. <laughs> Sorry, it just came out funny. It makes me laugh in a sick way. Mitch McConnell is approached at a news conference. Have you noticed they have interpreters now, Mr. Producer, for Mitch McConnell? They have some guy with his hand sort of making, uh, you know, shadow hand puppets to try and explain what Mitch McConnell is saying. I mean, if you put Mitch, <coughs> excuse me, collar, you put Mitch McConnell. John Fetterman and Joe Biden in the same room. You know what you have, Mr. Producer? A mental institution. Anyway, here we go. 
We have Manu Raju again. That guy gets around, Manu Raju. Last night I called him Raju Manu. I apologize for that. What's the difference? Cut 12, go. Any concerns about the plea agreement that Hunter Biden reached with the Justice Department, like other Republicans call this a sweetheart deal? Well, it's a little confusing. I think the department put out a statement saying it wasn't concluded yet. So I think we, I thought, based upon what I read all of you wrote, that the, uh, the case was essentially over. We'll find out, I guess, whether there's some additional stuff. Oh, my Lord. How can the Republicans vote? You know, we mock the Democrats for giving us Biden, and we should. We mock the Democrats for giving us Fetterman, and we should. But shouldn't the Republicans be mocked for giving us Mitch McConnell? Seriously. Can't do better than that. He's like the opposite of energy. He's the opposite of articulate. I mean, keep in mind, there's a lot of people out here who watch this who aren't partisans, and they're going, who's that guy? I think he needs an enema. Something's going on there. Well, speaking of, here's Merritt Garland, Meritless Garland, at a press conference today as we keep track of these cut 13 go do these cases reflect a different standard of justice depending on political leanings so as i said uh, from the moment of my um, appointment as attorney general i would leave this matter in the hands of the united states attorney who okay was you up- lying sack of crap you know damn well that special counsel has to come to you <clears throat> excuse me folks to get these decisions approved He's not an independent counsel under the old independent counsel statute. That thing lapsed years and years and years ago. This is a special counsel under DOJ regulations. And yes, he appoints to the Attorney General of the United States. That's called separation of powers, and that's also called presidential authority. In other words, you can't have some relatively low-level bureaucrat who's calling the shots. The Attorney General called the shots. For Hunter Biden, and he called the shots on President Trump. Go ahead. This president, and assigned to this matter by the previous administration, that he would be given full authority to decide the matter as he... He was assigned by the previous administration. This sucker, Bill Barr, takes this really Democrat U.S. attorney appointee, even though Trump appoints him. But Barr knows, I know, we all know how this happens. Uh, we're not, we're going to blue slip that guy unless we agree with him, say the Democrats. We talked about this many times. So here we are. Go ahead. Um, and uh, that's what he's done. And if you have any further ah, questions. Shut up, about- you idiot. Then we have Dan Abrams. You know, we'll save him for after the break. Dan Abrams, of course, as you know has started a number of these sites. Uh, He's the Jerry Springer and rest his soul of law and law reporting and court reporting and so forth. And uh, he's a grifter in many ways. I think he's on One American News. I had high hopes for that network. I really did. But they have every 
reprobate I can think of. I think they've got, I don't remember the lineup there, but it doesn't really matter. Dan Abrams is there. That's all that matters. Dan Abrams' sister is a federal judge in New York. Did you know that, Mr. Producer? I believe his brother was or is a prosecutor in the Southern District of New York. So he's an underperformer when it comes to the Abrams family. He's an underperformer. <laughs> More when I return. Mark Lovin. We're going to reach out to Robert F. Kennedy Jr. to see if he'll come on the program. I figure if if Hindenburg, Chris Christie won't come on, maybe we can get Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Because Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is not a Marxist, by the way. He's an old-time liberal Democrat. That's what he is. He's an old-time liberal Democrat. All right, Dan Abrams on Good Morning America today. Hat tip newsbusters with George Stephanopoulos. Cut 14, go. But given this set of facts, what difference did it make that the subject was Hunter Biden? I think it made an enormous difference uh, here. Mm. Look, anytime someone gets probation, right, or a diversionary agreement, you could argue it's a sweetheart deal, right? It's true. They're not getting any prison time. And yet, Uh if this wasn't Hunter Biden, it is likely he wouldn't have been prosecuted at all. You're an idiot. Meaning, on the tax charges, typically to get prison time for a tax charge. You need yeah. to have either been, have a criminal history yeah. or been making yeah. big efforts Who's to hide the money. Yeah. Here the IRS went to him. They said, you owe this mm-hmm. amount of money. Mm-hmm. People get notices from the IRS that they owe money. If they by the way, back. ladies, and that's enough. Just wanted you to know he's an idiot. There's a great piece by Jonathan Turley in the New York Post. I'm not going to have time to get to it. Uh, it is entitled, All the Crimes that Hunter's Ridiculous Plea Deal Missed. So who are you going to believe, me and uh, actually rational lawyers and John Turley or uh, uh, Mr. Squirrelhead over at Mediocrite over there? You know, Jonathan Turley won't come on my TV show either. What's the hell? They, why are they all scared of me? I don't get it. I'm watching a commercial, guy sticking a Q-tip in his ear. Guy sticking a Q-tip in his ear, Mr. Producer. Another commercial. Here, use this on your private parts. The numbers. What is it? Why do you have to run these ads, for God's sakes? Can't run ads on alcohol. <laughs> but sticking a Q-tip in your orifice, that's perfectly fine. Ladies and gentlemen, we salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel, our truckers, the freedom fighters in Taiwan and Ukraine, and you, the greatest of the great people. Please go to Amazon.com. Grab your pre-order now. I'll see you tomorrow.